This is Chats Over Coffee with my yoga teacher. This is a podcast where a comedian and a yoga teacher cross swords and battle it out over the hot topics of the subconscious mind and the physical body and, well, anything really. I mean, this week we're talking about positive thinking. So um, that's a subject that I am an absolute expert on. You'd laugh if you knew my on-stage persona. We also answer a question that's supposed to determine how liberal we are, which I think leads to sort of one of the funniest discussions we've had for a while. So I hope I'm building this up really good so you're like anticipating it now. Like, yeah, shut up. We want to hear the show. It's coming any second now, but also just here's my obligatory sort of, I hope you are enjoying this if you've been regularly listening. And if you are, why not tell your friends, your family, your, your work colleagues, your postman, the fire brigade, if you deal with them recently. I'm not, you know, I mean, I hope you don't have to, but so if you want to, that'd be Absolutely great. We really appreciate it. Here's a show this week, right now. Because I've been trying to write this bit about unwaxed lemons for ages. Because, you, you know, I, I sort of think that's the biggest racket around the unwaxed lemon market. Because mm-hmm. if you want to buy a lemon, right, like, and you want to use the skin and the zest and stuff, you've got to buy an unwaxed lemon, haven't you? Yeah. But that's more expensive than a lemon with wax on it. Yeah. So why are the lemons with extra sort of stuff on it, presumably the wax costs money, you're basically being charged for the ability to make zest, aren't you? I think it's evil, isn't it? It's like, oh, well, you can't... You know, yeah, but there's probably a very practical reason because wax. Yeah, but not for the sake of a plastic. not for the sake of a comedy routine. There isn't. I know, but it won't work <laughs> if it's not. What if it's too practical? <laughs> if someone goes, well, it makes the lemons last longer because they're basically wrapped in waxy plastic. Then right, okay. that's why they cost more because they have to be shipped quicker and sold quicker. So it's not some evil genius saying, "Oh, well, you, you, I've put these ones in some sort of poison." Probably not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Might give up on that bit. <laughs> uh, I feel like you had something, yeah. but I'm not sure if it would work. Unless you were with a lot of people who don't know much about lemons. Mm. It's hard to know what an audience knows about lemons, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you play the percentages, you can't know for sure. Well, <laughs> solve that then. So there's this survey recently, not the census, but it was to judge people's attitudes politically to decide whether you're on like a political spectrum of being liberal or or the opposite to liberal and stuff. And mm. one of the questions, which I thought would be interesting to ask, and I'll answer it as well, I won't just know, is, is um, would you have sex with an attractive alien? <laughs> I'm assuming you mean off planet, <laughs> not <laughs> yeah, not like you know, because <laughs> you, presumably you have already done that. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, no, but yeah, another another planet, I suppose. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why wouldn't you? I suppose it depends. I mean, like obviously there would be uh, like actual complications. To any weird thoughts like that. Well, no strings but attached, it, you know, like, I would Yeah, say, assuming yeah. no complications and no issues around reproduction yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to get uh, that phone call, do you? Assuming it's something weird like that, um, 
Yeah, what's the problem? If yeah. then, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, but it also says in the question, attractive alien, doesn't it? So presumably that means... So you're assuming it's like a passion thing. Yeah, so presumably you already yeah. find them attractive, and the only reason that you yeah. wouldn't have sex with them was because of some sort of, like, mm. hang-up that you'd have about going anywhere near another species. I mean, I suppose my brain kind of, like, at first was just like, what? That's a bit weird. But then I suppose if you think about it, like, from a... From like a Star Trek point of view, you know, like the ones that are like nearly human looking and because obviously you're not going to be attracted to a blob, are you? So if you think about it more practically, like, yeah, why, why not? Why wouldn't you? Well, blob's out of the question, is it? I think a blob. (laughs) (laughs) The blob's got to have a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) I think you'd be a fool to turn down the opportunity in some ways. (laughs) What an experience that would be, right? Again, as long as there's no, you know, you don't want the phone call to have child maintenance in a couple of months time that's not the way around it would be for me (laughs) (laughs) yeah you wouldn't have to worry about that so much i I would just uh yeah i suppose that's more of like actually a weird that would be weird because they'd be like well what's going on then (laughs) 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 can this happen (laughs) presumably that means we're both quite liberal then Oh, right. Well, there you go. If you didn't know that already. so Yeah. Liberal means a different thing over there than it does over in America. Does than it? it does over. Yeah, I think so. I think when you say liberal in America, you kind of mean Bernie Sanders. But I think if you say liberal over here, you kind of mean a centrist, sort of like old-fashioned liberal free market, liberal Democrat type character. Because if you're left-wing... Over here, you're a lefty or a Marxist or whatever. I find these terms very confusing. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I find them so confusing because there's kind of slightly different definitions between the two countries. Like, I end up looking them up half the time because I'm like... I think, I guess, the difference is between liberal social attitudes and liberal economics. I think sometimes there's a difference there because liberal economics isn't necessarily like... Like, Bernie Sanders is not into liberal economics. He'd be into sort of social democracy or big state intervention perhaps and stuff but like that isn't liberal economics is like Thatcherism and Reaganism free markets and stuff Mm. so there's a confusion there I guess because liberal social attitudes are not necessarily you don't necessarily have to believe both do you just liberal so so it doesn't matter what your opinion on economics is it does not have any impact on whether you would have sex with an attractive alien (laughs) you could be a you could be a marxist or you can be a from the adam smith institute it doesn't make any difference you know i told you about a person about aliens about someone that i knew said saying that they were abducted oh yeah so so, tell you how that happened go on so fanny's is fishing right in a, a pond yeah. And then this alien ship comes, right? Right. And he gets abducted. So they, like, get him and they, like, take him up to the ship, right? Like Hollywood style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, take yeah. him up. And then they do something, I don't know, like, can't remember that bit. And then they put him just, they just put him back where he was before, right? Right. And then a fish comes out of the pond and says, see, as you like it. <laughs> 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 oh, I was really struggling not to laugh when I was doing that. <laughs> Did I tell you about my? <laughs> mm. 
Did I, uh... Sirens now. Um, <laughs> the, the joke police are coming. <laughs> but, yeah. Because <laughs> um, you, you did. Yeah. yeah you, know. did, you hear about them? You know I'm a godfather, don't you? Oh. Yeah. So, no, obviously, if anything happens to the parents, I've got a lot of responsibility there. But I don't like, mm. the, I don't like the kid very much because he uh, wants to be a clown when he gets older. So when I visit him, he always like practices on me and throws all these pies in my face and stuff. So I, I really hope nothing happens to his parents because if it does, I'm going to get custody. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's oh, very stupid, isn't it? That felt like a dad joke. Yeah, it is a bit, isn't it? <laughs> There's such a fine line bef- between, oh, we'll let you have that and come on, mate. <laughs> mm, <laughs> you know? mm, I did mm. that on Monday and the audience were very much in the oh, come on, mate, camp. And they did, yeah. they liked a lot of the other stuff I did, so it wasn't them. It was just like, yeah, that's uh, that joke is not going to be um, used too often. I think I'll yeah. say it on a podcast once and never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't quite... I think because I, I, I I'm not an aim high or anything, but like when you try and be esoteric, you just... I don't know, sometimes you get it so... It's not over people's heads. It's just like it doesn't make connect sense, you know. So it's, I'm not yeah. saying oh, it's too smart for anybody. It's just like... You know, you've you've missed the connection with people. It's like uh, Jerry Seinfeld used to describe writing a joke as being like getting someone to jump over, a, like a like not the not the um what's that big hole in the America the Grand Canyon? <laughs> it's not, okay, not that the big hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you ever been there? No, I've not no, been. Out I want to go there. Someone told me that if you go there. It should be the last holiday you ever have because you'll never see anything as amazing as, as that again. And I sort of thought, well, what a shit reason to not go. I mean, what? Uh, <laughs> like what? Well, basically, they're saying that's the most amazing thing you've ever seen in your life. So why do anything else afterwards? So you're saying I should see it and then I should just jump into it. Then, I think that's I? that's. Uh, <laughs> I think that's subjective. Yeah, I think I that's definitely so. subjective. I mean, it it is a desert, so. If you have a love for the rainforest, you're not going to think that's the most amazing thing you've ever seen in your life. It's going to the most amazing thing you've ever seen in your life would be if you went down to the rainforest or something. Yeah, right? I yeah. think it's just I don't know. I, th- I think <laughs> I, I have spoken to other, another person that's been there, and I think it was just the you are kind of awestruck when you see it. I think mm. like you just sort of like, oh yeah. wow, this is you know because you sort of comes yeah. out of nowhere. And but anyway, the, yeah, <laughs> the yeah, analogy that. Jerry Seinfeld says with a joke is you've got to try and get the audience to in- to jump with you and enjoy the ride, but they've also got to land on the other side. So if the so if yeah. the so if the gap is too small, there's no excitement, and if the gap is too wide, they don't land. If that makes sense, yeah. So it's very yeah. difficult balancing act. So when you when you when do you want to be getting off? I didn't sports. I didn't talk about positive thinking at all. Did I? Yeah, so. let's uh, let's have a let's let's bring the conversation to focus. Right. So I I just thought extensively from the outside from your posts on social media and stuff like that it's all very positive seeming I think would you yeah thank you would you say so um yeah I would say so but I'd say it's positive in a way of like I'm not I don't tend to talk about things that could be really upsetting maybe on my social media as well I mean. well you do post about climate change sometimes but <laughs> all the time. <laughs> You're not terribly positive about that, are you? So no, no, we're all fucked. Yeah, yeah, okay. 
I don't know. There's loads of there's loads of eco-friendly and young people out there that are like, oh, but we're full of hope, and I'm just like, nah,、mm. nah, we're going to war, and China will take over, and we're all pretty fucked. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> not positive about that in the slightest. <laughs> it's not a good rallying cry, is it? You know, it's, it's not saying you might as well do nothing. So. I wouldn't necessarily say that either. Well, that is what happens, isn't it? It becomes like a it becomes like a, a death cult sort of thing, isn't it? Like some、yeah. people say that about the climate movement and say they're just doomsday cultists, and and so it makes people think it's too big a thing for people to tackle. Then, isn't it? And you just said there's no point. So, but I think you do enact change on a small scale if you want. Like every tree that pl- you plant in your little town, village, or city, or near your house will will take on that particular pollution and will clean the air. So, on an individual level, you can literally breathe better if you take care of your take care of your environment. But if you're talking about global climate change, the melting of the polar ice caps. You know, you can be the completely off grid, living in a in a in a hermit hole. It's not going to help because the issue isn't on an individual level. So you're sort of positive on a micro rather than a macro level. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Which is why I live a really eco friendly life because I think that on an individual level, the change that I do can affect me. Instantly, like like right away, like I will feel the difference.、Mm. Whereas on a on a level around the whole climate. There, you know, yeah, you can stop maybe some long haul flights. That might make a difference if everyone did that and that kind of thing, and and so and obviously do some beach cleanups and stuff like that to try and and help. But you know, I I don't know if you've ever watched the that、uh, plastic documentary on Sky called The Plastic Nile. That was pretty horrendous. That makes you feel like no matter how much you try and cut the plastic out, there's all of that happening somewhere else. But then again, like I said, on an individual level, if you don't have a lot of plastic, or if you clean up around, you know, the 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 river or the canal, then you will benefit from a cleaner, fresher environment. Like Sean Locke used to do a bit about like climate change, saying that he felt like it was anything that we did on an individual level. Just sometimes, you know, you do the right thing, but sometimes you feel that it's rather futile. Like you're washing your marmite pot jar out. And then you feel like you just turn up to an earthquake with a dustpan and brush, and go, "Oh, where do you want me?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a good bit.、Uh, I mean, I do think that with global climate change, if everyone started doing like like I always say, if everyone lived like like me, we'd be fine.、Mm. But if everyone lived like me, no one would have a car. <laughs> if every single car、yeah. in the world just disappeared, and we didn't buy or sell any more new cars, that would really make a difference. McDonald's <laughs> would go out of business as well. I mean, and,、yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, sure. If everyone lived like me, we wouldn't have climate change. But that's for some, for some to some extent, that's unreasonable. But I mean, like, I just mean if if everyone were to go green, yes, that would make a difference to the climate. The catch is, is they won't,、right. and they don't want to. So what do you do about that? It's not. It's not ignorance.、Mm. Everyone knows that this is a thing. I know it's not great to have a car, but the, it's not made easy enough for me to change the situation and not have a car. If public transport was readily available enough and cheap enough, to I would always prefer to not have to、yeah. drive. Well, no, no, I wouldn't actually. Sorry, no, it would need to be better than. That's what it needs to be. It needs to be better than. 
the car option because you it's preferable to not be with other people i think in like <laughs> in a setting so you need to make it more cost of you need to make the incentive yeah. to use public transport not even equal to cost of car you've got to make it better there's just so much of that going on yeah 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 i mean i could say the same thing if i if i if i wanted to i could say like oh yeah i need a car because i wouldn't be able to do any of these i wouldn't be able to teach all these places that, that i teach but because I don't have a car, I've gone the other way. I have not taught at these places. I've tried to keep it close to home. So, like, to some extent, you could always justify it, having a car. Mm. Everyone could. But on the other side, certain things you actually do need a car. Like I, I, like you were saying, I would say that you would probably do need a car to get around to all these places that you would want to go to. Late at night to, as well. So, especially late yeah. at night. Especially late at night. Because the train stop at 10 o'clock. What? Because that's when the economy stops, apparently. So. Yeah, apparently we yeah. all go to bed ten because we're all old buddy daddies or something. <laughs> well, I cut that bit. <laughs> I don't know what the demographic of listeners. So. Would you describe yourself generally as being positive, though, or is that like? Yeah, yeah. I would say I am. Despite the apocalyptic visions, you're. Like... Yeah, because I think in the end, like the 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 idea that we're really breaking the planet. I think we've slightly touched on this in the past, but it's it's okay because if you keep going, eventually the earth will cease to exist. You know, the sun will engulf the earth. That will happen. So a part of me finds a little bit of peace with the fact that we're slightly destroying it mm -hmm. because it's not going to be here forever. Anyway, nothing lasts forever. A part of me thinks that it's going to be quite slow, though. So I feel like you're just going to start, like, noticing that you can't get lettuce anymore. Kind of like what happened when we had the first COVID scare and people went a bit bonkers buying toilet paper. But, like, <laughs> I just feel like something like that's going to happen. It's going to be more like, oh, I went to the grocery store, but I, I couldn't get that, you mm -hmm. know. And then and it won't, maybe they won't think about it, but it'll be climate-related. You know, like, if you stop being able to get tea because the, most of the places around India start flooding more and more and more. And the tea goes up in price and then the tea is expensive and so so it's it's not necessarily going to be like outright war yeah. <laughs> it's not like war over tea uh, <laughs> but i just feel like things are going to start happening two things to sort of that is it it's quite it kind of reminds me of a little bit when i had bad health anxiety and if i ever had like an issue like a twinge or something my immediate reaction in my head would be to be like well that's definitely cancer or something and mm. it's not yeah, you can catastrophize a little bit in your head. It's a lot easier yeah. to imagine things to be a lot more, especially if it's something that's a gradual thing. You're not think things get sort of like that. There's always a counter reaction to to it, and so you know, and, and he, mm. there will be some level of human ingenuity that right? it's like 50 years ago, wherever it was, and they thought they're going to run out of food, and then they genetically engineered wheat to be able to have higher yields and stuff like that. You know, we won't know what technological solution there will be that will come around the corner but people like elon musk are quite interested in these sorts of things and so it's not beyond the realms of possibility that there is a counter for summer because a lot of the ideas between what why capitalism tends to work is that they always push debt into the future because they just assume that there will be a technological innovation because they always believe in progress in that way and then and somehow yeah. there always is progress and maybe that's not going to last forever, but that has tended to, to happen. There's so many technological innovations that happen now, like that the five years ago, you wouldn't imagine you could do certain things. And yeah. So, you know, I know it's a race against time and everything, but it's not beyond the realms of possibility that at least a lot of things can be mitigated. And mm. so it doesn't have to be. I agree with be... that. 
But I do think that in terms of like progress, a lot of businesses see progress as a form of growth and exponential growth is impossible on a finite resource. So you'd have to find another way of of measuring your uh, growth as a business. You know, like if if the world is continuously getting more and more populated, then theoretically it's possible to say that you want more and more and more students in your yoga classes because there's more and more people in the world. But if you only have a room that only fits 20 people, then eventually you must be satisfied when that is just full and that's that. But a lot of companies aren't. Continuous growth is what they want just forever. Yeah, well, they that's just always, always been want the more way more people since... using their apps. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just, not saying yeah. this. I'm not saying this new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not sustainable. You'd say that, but some people would argue that the more people there are in the world, the more wealth creation is possible. And... Well, what I'm saying is, the more people in the world, the less space there is for people in the world. <laughs> uh, mm. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, but there's people. People come being devil's advocates for this thing here, just to, mm. obviously. Don't go for I'm it. Not pretending I'm like, like a ray of sunshine here, but like we produce more food now than we ever have done, and people yeah, now not crap food. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, okay. <laughs> sorry, crap sorry, food, sorry. Like, <laughs> so people people eat more calories per person, even though obviously there's extreme poverty and stuff like that. Mm. more than 50 years ago 100 years ago by an enormous amount actually when you compare it so Mm. you know it doesn't these ideas that we can keep getting better at producing stuff and will is not unfounded because there will be agricultural sort of innovations as well yeah i agree with that i know there's some areas you may not be you know if all the rice paddies flood or something that's obviously an issue but there's always a counterforce and so the argument Mm. is that we will innovate our way out of it to not to not to solve it but to be able to mitigate Mm. disastrous effects and if you well i was listening to a podcast recently that was suggesting that one of the best things you can do for a lot of the countries that are in like Bangladesh, for example, would be mm. to invest in Bangladesh and make more wealth creation because then they'll be able to afford to pay for mm. better flood defences and whatever. And that, yeah. that is the best way to mitigate the problem over there would be to, you know, create a more affluent yeah. middle class. So Yeah, yeah, I know. would say that you vote with your with your with your fork or with your money. Every time you buy something, you are you are saying that you support whatever so you support the producer and you support the country that is exporting it whether that's just food or whether that's something more practical you know more physical and then like you're saying there's the potential that it could actually help well i wanted to talk about positivity as well in some ways was because i think essentially from the outside i'm quite a dour person and mm. i think essentially from the outside you're quite a positive seeming happy seeming person yeah and i thought <laughs> we talk about climate change it'll end up being like a samuel beckett play or something where the <laughs> where the character at the beginning that you think is the happy one turns out to be the miserable one <laughs> the one that is the miserable one turns out to be the happy one or something but yeah. i know it's not as simple as that but it's and i'm not saying i'm positive and stuff but i also don't i think maybe it's just i it's not helpful for my state of mind to you know, be apocalyptic about it completely. Mm. And, you know, it's, I've been apocalyptic about, I feel like, you know, what the hell we do on the, on the planet in the first place? What's the meaning of life? It's probably, mean, it's yeah. probably nothing. It's yeah. probably, I can revel in the nihilism and that there's probably no God and stuff like that. But what I would rather do 
is I would rather listen to, I like listening to podcasts with people that are religious, that are vaguely intelligent, because I just feel like, well, yeah. it just gives me some, not that I'm going to, but I just like to confuse myself a little bit more, do you know what I mean? And to not, mm. so that I don't have to be like 100% all in on anything, you know? I have mm. arguments with people that are atheists all the time and tell them that, why do you need to be certain about it? Why do you need to be sure? What does it matter? Why do you need to pin your flag to the mast and say, yeah. you know, because people just do that with an axe to grind against religion for mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. a good reason. But Yeah, I agree. So maybe I could be a little bit more positive about the whole thing well you don't have to be positive about it you just don't have to be so negative about it necessarily it's definitely a problem i don't know i'm just i think the thing is is like sometimes i can sometimes not every time not all the time not 100 percent. i'm not a robot but sometimes i feel like i can detach my emotional reaction from the from some certain larger facts like that so like i can say like i really honestly believe that things are really going quite bad and we will feel the effects in our lifetime but I don't feel scared. I'm not worried. I don't think, oh my God, I'm going to die. Like and none of those kind of emotional feelings in your core, in your physical body, really well up for me. I just kind of look at it like, huh, that's going to happen, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> you know, like when there's a storm and you think, oh, that's a really bad storm. That might, you know, damage my roof or something. But there's no point sitting around going, you know, yeah. you just wait it out and see what happens. I kind of feel like that a little bit. Like, I'm just kind of like, it's probably going to happen, but I don't feel like it is, it is very unlikely that it would be an extinction event, even though we, the Extinction Rebellion call it extinction events. Um, Which is not the likelihood, helpful. <laughs> I know. But likelihood of humanity becoming extinct is extremely small. Yeah, we'll adapt somehow, yeah, yeah. We will adapt, yeah. So, so, and and also, like I say, I, I do really believe that this would be a very slow thing to happen. I mean, storms might get worse and things like that, but I mean, like, in terms of, like, the how your life will change, it will be more like when you're 80, it'll be really difficult to get chocolate or something like that. Uh, like not, not why I live. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't, I, I honestly don't think that it's, like, all out in our lifetime as as, as as drastic as you know you could pl- paint the picture as possible you know as possible so i think maybe that's why even though i sound pretty dire and and not very positive about it all i think it's more just like acceptance do you think it sometimes goes towards you know you said ages ago that sometimes you have trouble with your emotional reactions to things do you think a lot of the time it is an emotional reaction to something like if you see a bit of terrible litter or something do you think it's your reaction to it that makes you say do you know what I mean sort of Mm. not that you've got anger issues and stuff like that like but but you sort of alluded (laughs) to you might do you think it's something do you think it's what I mean is that if you see something pollutional or whatever, there's it triggers something and it triggers an initial annoyance and stuff. And yeah, then I think, think so. It's related to that. But I, I think it comes more from like um, like an environmental justice kind of side. Like you know, because be I suppose growing up in America, there is a very strong sense of like right and wrong and justice and and you know freedom and and on a very basic level, any harm we do to the planet anytime that we do something like throw your rubbish on the ground even something as simple as that you are being really selfish like that that is something that is going to damage someone else's time uh planet uh future however you want to think about it it's an unfair thing to do so 
it's more of a justice kind of reaction. Like that's not fair, but that that makes you sound like a child. <laughs> fair, obviously, yeah. because things aren't necessarily fair in general. Life isn't. Yeah, fair. your constitution is just based on fucking <laughs> you know load of waffle in it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I just think like the pursuit of happiness. What the hell is that? <laughs> Pie in the sky. Um, there you go. Yeah. I did think that maybe that was one of the reasons why ostensibly you do seem quite positive. It's, it's an American. It's like you know, there's that people do comic routines by they sort of if they're not drinking and they're a comic mm-hmm. and they might say there's this, like a stereotype sort of thing where if you said to an English audience, "I don't drink." They'd be like, oh, what's his problem? But mm. if you said it in America, they'd be like, yeah, you go. Well, good for you and all that <laughs> stuff. So there's like a American can-do sort of like, you know, yeah. like fucking, yes, we can would not have worked as a political slogan in this country because we'd just be <laughs> like, we'd just be like, no, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. I think that does make a difference, definitely. I was thinking like, what's the only positive sort of like you can do it type of quote that will work over here and it's just B and Q, isn't it? <laughs> so, uh, we're far too cynical over here, so I don't know whether that's you know you've been, you've might, been yeah. affected by that. So <laughs> should we leave it there? Yeah, we can do. Did you want to talk about uh, motivational quotes and stuff like that, or did you want to leave that till next time? How long you got? Five minutes or? Well, yeah, five minutes. Five minutes. minutes okay. Minutes, yeah, do it because you're time. So. You yeah you post motivation quotes sometimes don't you? Uh, From Eastern philosophies maybe it seems positive like I don't know but yeah so I've I I didn't I don't know I think they I feel like I've posted things that just to get you thinking maybe a little mm. bit but like yeah maybe they'd be in a positive way but so what is your opinion before we start before before I say any more what's your opinion on like like you were saying motion, motivational quotes and you know putting a stick post-it note on your mirror in your bathroom and stuff like that I am cynical about it because in a way I don't I don't feel like you can sort of become more positive through an osmosis process of seeing positive things written but that is possibly my ego sort of telling myself I'm not going to get tricked into these words that I'm sort of putting up to try and trick me into being happier or whatever. Because yeah. my dad being a sportsman and has coached football as well and stuff like that has, has put a lot more stock in having positive quotes and stuff on the walls and things like mm. you do in sports, like training centers and stuff like that. It's like, a, and, and mottos for football clubs and stuff like that do, maybe they do have a, an effect on, and they probably do, I always wouldn't do them and stuff. So my, my dad is sort of an advocate of having positive things around. And he his dad was a very, very, very negative individual. So mm. my dad has always made a conscious effort, I think, to try and be more positive than his dad was. And I, yeah. I reverted back. But, <laughs> <laughs> but because my dad used to go to football matches with his dad and they were West Ham fans when they were growing up. And if West Ham scored after two minutes... My dad would be like, yay. But my granddad would be go, oh, got to hold on for 88 minutes now. Oh, <laughs> so, right. So it's, you know, it's uh, I have the beholder stuff again. But yeah. so, yeah, that's why I'm seeing it. When I saw my dad putting all these motivational quotes up or like motivational images mm. like up as well, like successful sports things and stuff, I was sort of a bit like, Ugh. It's not going to work on me. So mm. I have a cynical air of it, but I'm not saying it doesn't work. Well, I, I think I misunderstood what motivational quotes and stuff actually were for. So 
<laughs> so when you said you thought, oh, well, let's talk about this because I kind of post that kind of thing and stuff, I thought, oh, I'll read up on this and, and have a quick look in towards the science spectrum and see if there's anything like, yes, absolutely, 100% this works, blah, blah, blah. I didn't find very much. I didn't dig very deep, so maybe that's why, but, you know, I didn't find very much. But what I did realize after a little bit of reading around was that I did kind of misunderstand this. So I thought that a motivational quote was intended to trigger or remind. So say if you're going to use it in a really basic way, like say, say you wanted to be a bit more healthy. So say you have some cookies in the house and you only want to have one cookie a day. You don't want to sit down and accidentally eat the whole pack of cookies. So you put a note or something near or on or around your cookies that says like, you know, you have the strength to do whatever you want to meet your goals or whatever, you know, some silly motivationally kind of quote that works for you that makes you think, yeah. So you put it on your cookies and then if you go to grab your cookie, you see the quote and you think, right, one cookie and you grab one cookie and that's that and you're happy and you're satisfied and you eat your cookie. So I kind of thought that motivational quotes, even ones that were like stuck on your mirror and stuff, were there to remind you of what goal you had wanted to accomplish. But I was reading that people were saying that the motivational quotes were there to make you feel better and that they had done some research. I can't, I only found this from a third source, so I'm afraid I don't know who actually did the research. I didn't find that part, but they, someone had written about it and they had said that the research showed that people who had the motivational quotes got the same like physical reaction, so like the same chemical like release. Like an endorphin hit as, or something. Yeah, like yeah. endorphins or whatever. The same chemical release as if they had actually accomplished the goal, which actually meant that people didn't accomplish their goals as often is if they didn't have these things so they were saying it was baby basically making people complacent right. so which i which i was like mind blown because i was like what surely that's the exact what what <laughs> like i was so confused is that the intention of them or is that just like a accidental byproduct no i think that's an accidental like yeah. thing like you feel positive so you don't feel the need to get that accomplishment positivity because you feel like you've already accomplished it. Mm. No wonder my dad's football team was shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. You'd have to check into this a little bit deeper. I could be I could be completely wrong with the way I've, no, mis- way I've, way I've interpreted this. But it was really interesting. I mean, that might be a good thing if it's a cookie, though, because if you get the endorphin hit from the motivational <laughs> quote, then a cookie, that's good, I suppose. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that was my thought. But I did think that if you were trying something like cognitive behavioral therapy, where you're literally trying to reprogram the way your brain thinks or to stop thinking so many negative things, then I think that sometimes motivational things could trigger you to stop. So maybe like if you're a constant worrier, perhaps having something positive around that is genuinely positive for you. If you just look at it and think it's like something out of a cracker and it's really cheesy, that's not true. That doesn't resonate with you. Don't have it laying around your house. It has to be something that you actually like and does actually invoke a response. And assuming that that you have a quote or two that does, maybe that could keep you from falling down a rabbit hole of negative thinking. And that still just comes back to this idea that they're reminders, not not actual motivation or not actual, you know, things. They're just reminders of the goal that you've already set for yourself. But if you don't have a goal in the first place, it'd be pointless, right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We shouldn't have goals. I don't know. If we don't have goals, then we'll we'll never fix climate change, right? Yeah, yeah I suppose not. <laughs> you were saying how innovative we are as a species. No, I'm just saying Elon Musk needs to do it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Okay.
Got that, Elon? Fix the climate change issue, please. Also, if you could give us a retweet, that'd be very helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed that. And yeah, get in touch, Elon. Um, We'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. We're back talking about Yarmas. And the next one is celibacy. So another subject I am an expert on. Am I going to ask you to share, subscribe, and rate us and review us again? Well, no, I won't bother. So we'll see, see you in a, a couple of weeks, I hope. Uh, please, please come back, please. Uh, this is all we've. Well, that's all we've got. I've started doing live shows again. But you know, it's more reason to get out of bed. Do you know what I mean? Right. Bye.